Welcome into another episode of Zion, Consciousness and Covenant, applying principles of meditation and Kundalini Yoga to uh, uh, keeping Mormons and keeping covenants in the new age. If I didn't have a script there, I forgot what we were saying. But I know what we're talking about, I promise. I'm Andy Rasmussen and joined by Felice Austin. Satna, how are you? I'm well. How are you? Good. <laughs> Yeah. I'm I really I'm really great. I'm happy to be back in podcast action. Yeah. We're gonna give the folks like a couple uh weeks in a row and, and maybe even build up some momentum here. I know. We've been off and on, but I think I'm good. I think I'm home for the summer, so we're gonna do it good. every week. Um I've been getting good feedback from people. I heard from a girl in the east coast who said that she Prefers our podcasts over music. <laughs> so, oh, that's good. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's good. Um, I think people are feeling um, they feel happy after they listen, so that's good. Oh, that's even better. So, I do a radio show, and sometimes people are happy after that, but not, not always. <laughs> let's, not talk, let's not talk about your radio show. <laughs> Actually, I've never heard it. You haven't. Well, it's been. I don't live where you live. Quite entertaining. I don't really listen to radio. <laughs> let's let's not talk about it. <laughs> well, that's fine. Well, you were you said you're home for the summer now. You spent some time out in our neck of the woods here. Uh, yeah, I was in Idaho for two weeks. It was great. It was beautiful, and saw lots of good people, and mm-hmm. did good work, and had fun. It was good. Yeah, we were out there. For two weeks, and I didn't get you out fishing, even once. You didn't get me fishing? No, yeah. I did not. I did not go fishing. <laughs> Today is quite a meditative activity. The fly fishing, I'm not speaking for the rest. The rest I don't even consider fishing. That also is another topic. We've we've teased this a couple of times now, and uh, we're going to jump into it now. Probably do the next two podcasts, actually, yep. on this topic. It's a broad one, and uh, you can go a number of different places with it, and which we'll probably do. <laughs> but that is uh, the topic of addiction. Mm-hmm. And police, uh, it, it doesn't really, I mean, you say that, and, and the obvious things come to mind, the substance abuse, uh, pornography, uh, you know, sex addiction, shopping, all these things we hear about. But mm-hmm. um, on an even broader level, I'm, I'm more convinced than ever that our modern society and, and culture particularly here in the West, in, in Western culture and the United States, is uh, purposefully designed and constructed uh, to foster compulsions and addictions. Uh, mm-hmm. I think you can talk more about that, but you can talk you, anything well, from, from the obvious ones, like the substance abuse and everything, down to uh, you know, watching TV or jumping on Facebook or any, any number of anything that keeps you occupied, otherwise occupied, uh, in, in the work of God? Yeah, well, it has been set up that way. Mm, we know who set that up. But <laughs> yeah. So while I was in Idaho, I had some, I, I have a couple of great people that, I, that I've been working with um, who are really into the churches. The church has its own sort of 12-step program. Yeah, um, right. like I kind of modeled after AA, 
And um, AA is a great program, too, but the church's program just focuses more on, like, the role of the Savior in the healing. Yes. Um, AA just kind of is more general about, um, right. you know, your higher power. Um, AA is really good for some things, but I, I want to talk a little bit more. As I've been introduced to the addiction recovery program, it's been really interesting. I My journey, <laughs> as I was reading through the manual and the 12 steps, and go, like I went to a meeting with some people, I was like, oh, wow, like I did these 12 steps. <laughs> mm-hmm. But God worked in, in me. Like I got I got a very sort of personal tutorial. God was my sponsor for a couple of years. Right. Um, if you don't know what a sponsor is, that's what you get in AA or in um, addiction recovery. It's just someone that, that helps you along someone who's been doing it longer but um but anyways I was like I just saw kind of the beauty of it um and I saw the broadness of it many many more people are sort of embracing it especially and I've noticed like in Utah and Idaho and areas where there's more Mormons there's a lot of people going to meetings and at first when I was like oh you're in addiction recovery I was kind of like what like what's their what's their problem what's their secret you know and then I realized there's nothing wrong with them they're actually like everything's right with them because they're actually facing they're facing their issues and um I think well step one okay let me just jump in step one is honesty step one is admitting that you are powerless and that your life has become unmanageable and um it's actually admitting that you're powerless to overcome your addictions and that your life has become unmanageable. But if you take out the addiction part, if you're not ready to admit that you have addictions, right. just admit that your life has become unmanageable, you know, and that you're powerless to change it. And just that alone, I think, if everyone examines their own life and it's really honest, like life has become unmanageable for a lot of people right now, a lot. And whether it's anxiety or depression or um, financial overwhelm. I mean, or all of the above, or all of the or above. Any number then, of family disasters. I mean, it is uh, it is everywhere yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people's lives are are unmanageable. Like <laughs> they're just unmanageable. And I've known a lot of people who've used the twelve steps to, you know, for depression or for anxiety or whatever. A lot of them end up at a meeting because their, you know, spouse has a problem or they're son or their, you know, someone in their family has a problem. So they end up at like a family meeting for the family mm-hmm. members. Um, but then they find out, wow, like I um, am addicted to controlling. I am codependent. I, you know, I have all these issues. And that just that, that first step of being honest that you are powerless on your own and that your life is becoming manageable is, is, is very humbling and then the next step is obviously hope, and that's that the the power of God can restore you to complete spiritual health. And so, I don't know, I just want to talk a little bit about honesty in that first step. And I'm actually, we're not going to go through all the steps, like I don't, I don't feel like we need to do that, but I do want to sort of plug this program, but as well as, like... Well, I do and I don't. Here's what I want to say that I don't, that I don't, that I want to, that I want everyone to be careful about if they go to a 12-step program. And that is the words I am. Like a lot of 12-step programs. Oh, are, I'm glad like, you, you know, mentioned I, it because I was going to say I that. I am. I am an alcoholic or mm-hmm. I'm an addict or blah, blah, blah. And like, 
that's what I don't like about AA is yeah. that everyone has to get up and say that. And and it is important to to always recognize that addiction is the disease that lies to you and makes you think you don't have it. And that's why people feel like they need to say that for years, even after they're sober. But there's another way. I mean, the words I am are the two most powerful words in the universe. They're the, they're mm-hmm. the name of God. And we've talked about it before. Yeah. So whatever you put after it, it's just going to, you're going to program your subconscious mind to believe that. Sure. And you're either stating truth or blaspheming. Uh, depend, <laughs> exactly. Honestly, if it is the name yeah. of God, and it is, and you say, oh, yeah. I am something that it, that God is not. Yeah. Like, I am an addict. It's not yeah. actually true. You're not an addict. You're a child of God, and you are uh, right. struggling with the effects of the fall. Right. And so that's what some people say like in the LDS program. Some people say, I'm a child of God. Oh, I haven't heard that. Struggling to overcome the effects of the fall. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's, I still don't, I'll be honest, please, because I've had some experience with some of these in the earlier versions. This is now an mm-hmm. official church program. It's called the Addiction Recovery Program. Yeah. It's written up, has its own manual and everything. It's fantastic. But mm-hmm. uh, some of the meetings that I have attended, I found less than, than helpful, and I've talked to some other people and some counselors even that agreed. And it is a personality thing. I mean, there's some things, you know, they're going to click with you. Well, it's the same with AA, though. You have to find a good meeting. No, that's right. <laughs> like you but have the, idea, <laughs> the idea is, um, and a lot of them you mentioned, is this, is this I am, and, this, and even if it's not put like that, although I like the way they're putting it there, this constant um, self-identification yeah, with the yeah. issue. Yeah. And that right. focus is always there rather than, even that, uh, struggling to overcome the effects of the fall, I that's better than I am, but I'm still that's right. Well, I my my personal Christ. I would say like I am a light warrior. <laughs> that's just what I say. Right. Like my name is Felice, and I am a light warrior. And speak that's speak what I the say. truth. Acknowledge the that the effects of the fall. Yeah, have already like been I overcome. have. I am like, but there is some honesty. Like I am struggling with porn addiction, or I am struggling with. Um, about I struggle you know, and leave the am out of it. I yeah, really sorry, am not, I, I struggle. I well, yeah, whatever. But like, really, really think about each word that you say. Like, I was right. just kind of throwing that right. out there. But yeah, like I am a light warrior, and I am vigilant about fighting. You know, or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but like, really think about what you're saying. That right. I am. We've done a number of. Uh, well, we've talked a lot about the uh, the power of words, and I'm more and more sensitive to that. And I think, especially when you're expressing it out loud, and we're going to get to the power of thoughts here in just a minute, but especially when you're expressing it out loud, uh, be hypervigilant uh, in times like that to state truth and Mm -hmm. not not your current experience as truth, but broad universal truth. Right. And I I think you move faster when you do that. And when you right. acknowledge the atonement is accomplished and you are a child of God and uh, the rest of this right. is kind of experience that you're moving through. Right. But like we are encompassed by temptations. I have noticed. Like we do have to humble ourselves and admit sometimes when our life has become unmanageable. And I think I like, like that. Yeah, absolutely. For that reason, like. Like, there's some really good things about this program and the support that some people are able to get and the yeah. people that they're able to meet. Honestly, like, I don't think, like, any good business deals go down in L.A. without, like, unless you're an AA, <laughs> you know, or <laughs> unless you're an AA or Al-Anon or something. There's, like, 
so many, like you just, you meet, you meet, you meet other people who are like you, who are like light warriors and who have gotten to the point where they were able to be honest. Right. And that is, that's right. a good step. So, so I am actually creating, but here's, here's another thing about the program. So I really like it. Like on paper, it's beautiful. And many people, um, are able to use it, but it takes a really long time, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. people, people do it for years and years and, and that's okay. And it's good to be, you know, you, you want to do, you know, daily accountability for the rest of your life. But, um, I think that, um, if you can, the thing about, the thing about God and Jesus Christ is that he's going to lead you to what's going to heal you. Like step two is have hope that you can be healed through Christ. Right. And it's not just through your own sheer, sheer willpower. It there's, and, and not just through, I mean, maybe for some people it will just be through scripture reading and prayer and going to meetings. But oftentimes um, those of us who have been born into these last days have bigger stuff that we need and we need other tools. And so that's why yeah. some of us have been guided to all these alternative um well, what used to be alternative. Right, the energy <laughs> modalities. There, there, like all these things that are being revealed. Now. I was speaking uh, with somebody about that today, and you know, some of the, the, these prescriptions, the daily scripture study and prayer, are obviously essential and can never be uh, dismissed or, or treated lightly or cast aside. But and and there are many instances throughout history where those have uh, history of the church here now in this dispensation been enough. I think that those instances are are less common now. We need a more powerful approach that incorporates those things, but gets more out of them faster. Yeah, and uh, you know, on a daily basis, and that's well, kind of what and, we're talking about. Yeah, and I think that like the steps are beautiful, and the steps often lead you like that first step of admitting you're powerless. Powerless often leads people to be like, okay. I've tried everything else, nothing else works, you know? Um, And so that's why I'm I'm developing a kundalini yoga sort of 12-class curriculum around the 12 steps just to help guide people or to help give people something something to help them through each step because some of the steps are really intense. Like being honest that your life is unmatchable. Sometimes that's really yeah, disgusting. That ain't, that ain't easy for uh, Western Americans. It's, yeah. I mean, it's a yeah, really we've got it all concept. together. We've right. got it all together. Look at my cute little house. Look at my pictures on Instagram. No. Right. <laughs> you know, like, you have to be honest. doesn't mean you have to tell, you know, put it on Facebook, but, like, be honest. And then, you know, when you later get to the truthful, like, truthful self-inventory, that can be intense. So I am creating something, and hopefully it'll be out soon, um, just kriyas and meditations to go, kind of go with each step to get people mm. get people through it. Like right. the first one would be something to get the body out of distress. And then the hope kriya, there's just some great, or sorry, the hope kriya, the step two hope, um, some great meditations. And anyway, so I'm excited about it. And I feel like yeah. um, as people... Well, and this is, it's fun how I saw... Um, a lady, and I don't remember her name now, but several years ago did a uh, book of the 12 steps, the original 12 steps. She kind of translated it in the same way the church has done here. She was a member of the church, and she, she did oh, it yeah. by the uh, Colleen something, by the Book of Mormon. Yeah. Well, that's the lady. I think that they used her book to create Oh, did they? Okay, yeah. well, fantastic, because it was a good book. But, you know, <laughs> that's what's, uh, what um, 
what King Benjamin is talking about, right? And you consider yourself, uh, you know, how unprofitable you are. You could do everything forever, and it would mm-hmm. yet be unprofitable servants, and lower than the dust of the earth, and all this, and all. And it seems pretty harsh, but it is that is step one. Yeah. And you can't mm-hmm. progress until you have that admission that in this life, mm-hmm. you're and it's out of control. God. Yeah, you, yeah, you can do nothing. And then, of course, leading you mentioned it briefly. Uh, just glanced at the hope to, or step two is hope, labeled hope, mm-hmm. in the manual, and it's the state is simply come to believe that the power of God can restore you to complete spiritual mm-hmm. health, and thus obviously manage that unmanageability. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then step three is trusting in God yeah. and actually turning your will and your life over to him. And all the steps kind of actually work together, even though, like, they say you kind of work them. Actually, the steps work you. You don't really work them. (laughs) And it's kind of like talking about the chakras. You can talk about them individually, but they all kind of work together. Like, step one's called honesty, but you also have to go to humility to get there. And so, you know, like, anyways. It's it's just great though, and I think it gives people a roadmap. And it's not a. Like, I want to change, but right. I don't know how. And you mentioned they they all work you, and they do so simultaneously. It is it's not a uh, progression through the steps. They yeah, build on each other, but they're always all of them, particularly those first three, are always at play in the rest of the. Uh, yeah. Program. Yeah, and like, you know, and then sometimes if you you know if you really really do the early steps. Then by the time you get to the farther down, like, you're like, oh, I've kind of already done this, you know? Like, it's, mm. you know, I don't know. And, it, like, step 12, the very last step is service. But we're, you kind of do that along the way as you help others and mentor others. And I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a great program, but, like, I think it it's a great adjunct. Is that the right word? Conjunct? Adjunct? Concave? Part-time? Contact. Concave? What? <laughs> Just kidding. I'm just playing with words. It's just like, it's a great roadmap, you know, like it in itself may not get you there, but like it in itself can guide you to what to, what to do or where to go anyways. So but I like, I wrote a blog post this week and I think it's kind of related. Actually, I got the inspiration. I got this insight from someone else. Um, lovely sister missionary. Did we talk about that on this podcast yet? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. There's a. There like missionaries are are reading my blog and meditating, and I think that's so awesome. Can you imagine? Like by the time your son goes on a mission, what missions might be like? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> like her mission thought. president asked her to teach all of the. What did he call it? He asked her to. Like teach everyone at their own conference about meditation, and she did. That's so, so cool. <laughs> she's awesome. Um, when she gets out of her mission, she'll like she's gonna like. Now and was that her mother in Pocatello? Yeah, that you met. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We were right. at her house having okay. a gong. Right. Gong. Uh, Please taught us how to play the gong. That was a fun. <laughs> and I, I did have one of my sons there, seven year old, and he was a little. Well, he went out and played on the tramp. He wasn't sure what to think about the gong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, back to uh, the insights that I got from her. She was talking about thoughts um, and the power of your thoughts. And this 
the you know the great story about Alma mm-hmm. the younger how the angel shows up and says you know stop persecuting the church and he falls down for three days and is racked with torment and as he recounts the story in I think in Alma thirty six he says I was racked for three days and three nights with the pains of a down soul then he remembers the words of his father. And his father, he remembered, oh, see, I remembered also to have heard my father prophesy unto the people concerning the coming of one Jesus Christ, a son of God, to atone for the sins of the world. So that was just a thought that he had. Mm-hmm. But then he says, now as my mind caught hold upon this thought, I cried within my heart, you know, and he cries, Jesus, son of God, save me. And then as soon as he thought that thought, his pain he could remember his pain no more. Could remember it no more. Much like yeah, Eunice. But it was a thought. Yeah. It was a thought that allowed him to access the atonement. And the first thought, the one that like what he remembered his father prophesied, that wasn't necessarily his thought. I mean, we've talked about this, I think, and how like we don't think. <laughs> we think we think, but mm-hmm. we don't even know where these thoughts come from. We just have the only real agency we have is which thoughts to pursue. Right. And it could it was probably the spirit that put that thought, that memory in there of his father prophesying about Jesus Christ. But then he chose to hold on to that thought. And then he thought, you know, Jesus, please save me. And he remembers his pain no more. Yeah. And it's just so interesting. Like, I don't think we really realize, like, how powerful our thoughts are. And I don't think we really realize that most of our thoughts are not ours, you know? Which is why, like, like when you go to that realization, okay, my life has become unmanageable. Like mostly, it's your thoughts that have become unmanageable. Right, it is your perception of your life, uh, and this is maybe a little more, a little deeper than we want to go. Certainly, than I want to try to explain. But it's your perception rather than than the truth of the situation that often that often that always causes right because the there's really like. The entire universe is there to serve you and support you yeah. and help you. Yeah. But you ha- you you're you've lost you perceive touch it with differently. that reality. Yeah. 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 And that's and that's the start. And that's the start of realizing, okay, like I need God and I need him in my life, like every minute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> every minute of the day. And that's why I always tell people chant mantras play mantras like play them 24 7 you want to get that good like that good sound in there those will cancel out all of the subliminal messages and all of the stuff that's coming in you know they may not like make you feel great immediately but if you just start to like add like let's say you have a bucket of water and you just add a pebble it's not gonna you're not gonna maybe notice it the first pebble but then if you keep adding pebbles pretty soon like there's no more water in the bucket right right this is with um alma that that is one uh, particular passage that i uh, came back to a lot in the days of uh, torture uh, and Mm -hmm. the years Mm -hmm. of anguish that that i experienced and uh and i always wondered kept trying to duplicate it right all right i think of it i believe it now where's the where's the relief and uh, it's interesting to note it's that same Melma who he, he, was, he had such a preparation uh, that he was able to exercise, take hold of that thought which, with such faith 
in that mm-hmm. moment that it made the change. But it was that same Alma that uh, later on in teaching gave us uh, Alma 32 and the idea of faith as a seed and the yeah. word as a seed that grows. And, and that is a, that's mm-hmm. a uh, metaphor that really can, that rings with a, and resonates with a lot of people because we understand mm-hmm. the process and how long it can appear to take. And yet it's always going on if it's being nourished. Yeah. Yeah, it's always going on. and But I think we should also allow for people to have Alma-like experience. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it is possible for someone to completely, like, yeah. have an awakening in, like, a three-day period. And for other people, for their own reasons and for their own journey, it's, it's, a, it's more of a, a slower growth process like a seed. But even that, it's not that slow. It's faster than it's ever been before, if you will just... Absolutely. Tap into the energy that's available right now. And with uh, this time. I may add, may add, with this technology as well. Did you want to go, or should we save that for next time, a little bit more into the rest of that post on the uh, imagination and eagle's um, wings? Sure. Should we save that for next time? It. Or you want to do it now? <laughs> sure. Let's talk about it. I mean, because right. it's, it's in the same vein about your thoughts as... Um, well, it's it was uh, just some tremendously powerful metaphors. Um, the Savior's, uh, you, you know, mounts up. Uh, he rises with healing in his wings, and uh, mm-hmm. and the saints and those who follow Christ do the same. And mm-hmm. and the number of scriptures that you cite here, talking about uh, they that wait upon the Lord in Isaiah forty, shall renew their strength. And they shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. And then you quote, which is a couple of points I want to make on this, Doctrine and Covenants, section 124, verses 98-99, And these signs shall follow him. He shall heal the sick, he shall cast out devils, he shall be delivered from those who would administer unto him deadly poison, and he shall be led in paths where the poisonous serpent cannot lay hold upon his heel. And he shall mount up on, in the imagination of his thoughts, as upon eagles' wings. And I thought, what a beautiful count! I I had honestly, at least I read that, and I had to look it up in my own scriptures because I thought I'm familiar with that section and those verses, and I don't remember that phrase ever. I've never noticed that. And what a counterpoint to the idea of vain imaginations, right? Mm-hmm. Which were canceled against repeatedly. Lehi was uh, big on his vain imaginations, but this mm-hmm. is mounting up on the imagination of his thoughts as upon eagle's wings. Talk about that a little Mm -hmm. bit, and then I want to point out something that's maybe uh, the other side to be cautious of as well. Um, Well, just how, like, imagination... It's... Our imaginations are... They're our gift, you know? And because that's how we sort of see reality. And we've talked about this. Imagination is the key to reality. So so let's say... um, you know, I'm having a vision or whatever, and I, I shouldn't say whatever. Like, people see visions, people have <laughs> visions. People have visions, and not just me, and not just Joseph Smith. A lot of people are, are right. visionary, and they don't really realize that or want to call it that. But, like, let's say I have a vision, and I get and I get some beautiful information for me, you know. It's going to come through my imagination. You right. know, it's going to come... Right 
like kind of in a dreamy kind of state, but the images come from my mind, but the, but the message comes from God. And, but the Mm. more creative we are, the more we're able to use our imaginations, the more we can elevate. Like if we use them for good purposes, like the vain imaginations, like, like, okay, so vain imaginations, I would say are a big contributor um, to anxiety. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like um, a lot of people think of vanity, but you know, oh my gosh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. Blah, 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 blah. And like, that's worry and anxiety. And, and even um, oh, vain faults. What are you imagining? Are you spending false, time dreaming yeah. about what uh, you want to purchase or your size and decoration of your house and car? Well, I mean, what things are you dreaming about? Right. right. But even like, okay, so self pity is okay. a form of sure. pride. Yeah. And Absolutely. so even if you're like stuck in. Um, depression and anxiety, it's its a form of pride and it's a wrongful use of your imagination. Mm-hmm. It's not, I, I don't want to say wrongful, it's, it's where people, some people, that's where they're at in their journey, but it's right. not a helpful use of the right. imagination. Less utility. But, yeah. yeah, but to use the imagination to expect miracles, to, you know, create things with your mind and, and create these helpful changes and now, a, a parenthetical point here, I want to go back real quick to your uh, comment about uh, seeing visions and whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> because and whatever. Whatever it is. But to the point of, of that we're talking about, the imagination, and um, these things can come in any number of ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, when people describe seeing, and, and I think of obviously, well, two points here, Lehi, his vision, the tree of life, all, all those motifs, you read some of the, the writings that have been done on Every motif he saw was a desert um, dwelling motif. He was things he understood. Okay, so we get that. Mm-hmm. And, and they actually, he actually saw it. He describes it as he, as he see, as saw it as we see mm-hmm. things in the physical world. It can mm-hmm. also be, and I, I would, well, I don't know how, how common it is. I would, I would think it's more common. It certainly is with me. But the idea of seeing is more, okay, there's a very very um, precise and significant impression of, a, of an idea. I don't really see it, but I could describe it to you exactly. Yeah, Does not that, everybody sees. Right, does and that make when sense? I do, yeah, when I do imagery journeys, only about 60% of people are visual. Most people just sort of have a sense, but right. then they describe it, and it seems like they saw it. <laughs> Well, it, it, you can, and I don't know how to describe that because I could describe the image to you uh, very well, but the details that I may see if it was a, a physical site that were looking around me are not quite there in some ways, in the way that they yeah. are with some and other that's still, it's still a vision. It's still a vision. And even that's if you the don't point I wanted to make. It. And it's still yeah. accessing and coming through uh, the imagination that you're talking about yes. and, and that the Lord was talking about here in Doctrine and Covenants 99. Yeah. Well, and like, so the the wings, so I was researching wings, and that's how I found the scripture. Mm-hmm. And other places, wings are mentioned as um, wings represent power. And so it's interesting, like, imagination is our power. Right. It gives us the power to mount up with the wings. Yeah. As, you know, wing upon eagle's wings. Now, I want to, I don't want to put a downer on this, but I had a, a distinct thought as I was reading that uh, again uh, this afternoon, and that is, um, it is power, and and we are 
always uh, we can always make different choices and uh, abuse power and oh, yeah. abuse the the imaginations and, and use them for different things. And I I thought in this particular section, <clears throat> this is uh, given to a number of people actually, but these verses particularly, uh, verse about ninety six, ninety seven ish through a hundred or so, are mm-hmm. given to uh, William Law who was mm-hmm. at the time a counselor to Joseph in the first presidency, but ended up um, an apostate over over polygamy. And mm-hmm. uh, there's some reports he may have actually even been in the mob at Carthage. He certainly assented to that action and mm-hmm. uh, lusted after the blood of the prophet by, by, the point, by that point. And mm-hmm. um, he was promised great, great gifts. And the, the verse previous to this, uh, if he was humble and uh, sought the Lord, um, and mm-hmm. he received... Uh, many great gifts, uh, but was not faithful and endured, and uh, and that power can be reversed as, as much power as you as is available to you can be reversed to the other side, and you can be that much under the power of uh, the adversary. And well, it's and a, that's it's what a tremendous is. high it's, and low there. Yeah, it's chains, you know. So right. on one hand, you can mount up in the imagination of your thoughts as upon eagles' wings, or on the other hand, your imagination. Um, you know, can bring you into chains. And a lot of sure. a lot of what addiction is is it's anxiety reduction behavior. People have absolutely fears of XYZ, which is imagination using you know yeah. imagination going the wrong way, and then they reach out for something to numb the pain. And it can be anything. I mean, the the um, the anxiety reduction behavior. I mean, most people don't want to. Not most people. Some people are like. Anxiety is a big word now, and, and it can be actually a debilitating, you know, diagnosis, a DSM, mm-hmm, whatever. Yeah. But it just even just generalized, like, worry, you know? <laughs> like, some of us may worry, like, oh, my gosh, I'm I'm never going to get married. So, you know, they reach out for whatever it is, you know, yeah, food absolutely. or for, um, you know, like, comfort in the arms of a not-so-good man or, you know, whatever it not is. Not so much like, with me, but I understand, all, yeah. These are all addicted. <laughs> I was just, I don't know why that came to mind. But, like, <laughs> like they were, you know, they, they, it's it's real, a lot of anxiety reduction behavior. And the thing is, the thing is with anxiety reduction behavior is that it often only reduces the anxiety temporarily, but usually creates more long-term. Yeah. Like, with smoking... Um, it does temporarily relieve the anxiety, but then the chemicals and all the other things you're doing, it just it just creates more. Well, let's do this. Let's let's pause this discussion right here okay. and come back uh, next week and talk about. Well, continue the kind of breaking it down, and then I want I want to give a few tools, maybe more than one as well. On yeah, uh, well, I want to discuss. Kind of I want to give people hope for some of. Some of these things. Um, Do that. Yeah, let's about, end there. Right. Um, about there are tools out there to uh, that can reduce anxiety that are that are simple and easy and free and <laughs> and there are and I know there are a lot of triggers out there too, but there are also ways to collapse triggers and create positive um, triggers that will trigger you to do good things. So we'll talk more about that at our next podcast. How's that? Sounds good. good. Should we we go out with a reminder about Alma? He says his 
His mind caught hold upon that thought. He cried within his heart, O Jesus, thou Son of God, have mercy on me, whom in the gall of bitterness, and am encircled about by the everlasting chains. And now when I thought this, I could remember my pains no more. Yea, I was harrowed up by the memory of my sins no more. And oh, let's leave it here. What joy, what marvelous light I did behold. And yea, my soul was filled with exceeding joy, as as exceeding as was my pain. We'll talk Beautiful. about that a little more on the other side. Beautiful. Satnam. Satnam. Surround. 